The following is a Thunderbolt West Media production. This episode, I'm talking SHTF and bugging out. You are listening to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show with Jim Calhoun. The storm was coming, the sky was on fire, fear was in their eyes. Peter cried out, we're all gonna die. It's my opinion that we all should be prepared to lean on our faith and be able to step out on the sea. Thanks for tuning in to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. I'm your host, Jim Calhoun. This show features off-grid topics such as creating your own power, gardening, homesteading, and other issues involved with off-grid living. And from time to time, I'll throw in some political comments as well, because I really do feel that our republic is worth saving. And any chance I have to do that, I take it. My goal I wish to accomplish with this show is to make my listeners self-sufficient and also to help them build their faith in God. This show comes to you from the Harmony Barn Studio, located near Hershey, Nebraska, in the United States of America. This show is aired on KYAH, 540 AM, Delta, Utah, Utah's Talk Authority. It can also be heard on 89.3 FM, Key Radio in Osage Beach, Missouri. And on shortwave, it can be heard on WRMI, Radio Miami International. This show is also a podcast available on demand by these services. Anchor, Spreaker, PodPoint, and PodPage. And I thank you so much for tuning in. And it's good to be with you here today on the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. I've had a very busy week. I've been planting my garden. I've been getting ready to put up hay. I've been working with livestock. I've been building things. I've been tearing things down. I've been doing radio shows and doing a new project with the band. And so it seems like I have 24 hours in a day and I've almost got them all filled, so... I try to sleep sometime in that 24 hours, but generally I've been working pretty hard this week. I've been filling in for Bob Bierman on Truth to Ponder, and I really do appreciate Bob having me on his show, and I appreciate the Truth to Ponder listeners that mosey over here to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. Welcome aboard. Glad to have you today. And I've gotten some real good emails and letters this past week, and I really do appreciate the feedback. I got one letter that I couldn't agree with more. He'd referenced that kind of what I'm doing here is survivalist kindergarten. And he's absolutely right. 
First of all, I'm really not a bona fide survivalist. I'm just a guy that knows how to survive a little bit. And I would imagine the author of this letter is a real dyed-in-the-wool, honest-to-goodness survivalist that really knows the ropes. And he also said that having survivalist kindergarten was a good thing because people just don't get it. And I think he's really right that there's a lot of people that they're not ready for the blood and guts, meat and potatoes, because they're not even ready for the little things. And he suggested I talk about some of the survivalist issues and things like bug out bags and so forth. And again, I couldn't agree more. So I really appreciate the letter. So I'm going to start the show kind of talking survivalist issues. And I guess I'm going to hit rubber meets the road to get a, go back to one survivalist 101 is that if you don't know what you're doing and you're just doing something because you think it's trendy or you think you're supposed to, like bugging out just for the sake of bugging out, if that's your mindset, then you're already going to fail. You're already in trouble. So it starts in your mind first. You have to understand what you're doing, why you're doing it, where you're going, why you're going there, and have everything worked out in your mind. But more than that, no matter what you plan, if we really truly have a SHTF moment, you're not going to hardly be able to keep your plan together for over 10 minutes. Because if it comes collapsing, folks, I think it's going to collapse very, very hard, loud, and it's going to resonate throughout the whole world. And so if you have your little bug out bag and you have your extra batteries and your extra energy bar and and a gallon of water and you think you're going to bug out and go somewhere, uh, think again. And so the first thing you have to do is engage your brain. And before you pack your bug out bag, you got to ask yourself, why are you bugging out in the first place? And I guess I can even go back even farther. If you're stuck somewhere in a city, you better bug out right now because the cities are going to be untenable. If we really do have an SHTF moment, being in a major American city will be almost like a death sentence because I think it's going to get that rough in our cities. And also, I have to add here, if you wait to bug out, if you hear on the news or on the radio that something has happened and that's when you bug out, you're already too late because you're going to join the road with millions of other people stuck in traffic at the mercy of whatever hoodlums are out there doing whatever they want to do. And so if you truly want to bug out, you're going to have to have a very good sense of when to do it. And honestly, the best time to bug out is as far away from the SHTF moment as possible. If you can have an inkling that something's going to happen and you can bug out a week or a month early before it happens, then your chances of success are greatly enhanced. But like I said, if you wait until you hear it on the news that something has happened and then you decide to bug out, I'm afraid you're too late. I can't imagine how many people are going to be stranded on the road with bug out bags with people stealing everything out of their bags and If we do have such an event, it's going to be that rough. 
we already live in a world of insanity. And if you think that the Black Lives Matter riots and those things are insane, just wait until society collapses in general, all over the place. There will be no 911 to call. And even if they answered, they wouldn't be able to get to you. So know that if you plan to bug out, you're really going to have to look at the situation. And maybe it's going to be just a guess or maybe just a feeling. But you're going to have to bug out well before the event. And also, your headspace has to be right. If you do decide to bug out, you have to also decide that you're going to do whatever it takes to keep you and your family safe. And when I say whatever it takes, I mean whatever it takes. So you might say, well, I'm armed. I have a pistol. Okay, that's good. But if you're not willing to use it for keeps, when you're trying to protect your family, just pulling a gun is no good. You have to have the intent to actually use the gun. Now, I'm not advocating violence, but I'm also saying that there's an awful lot of disinformation out there that people think they can go out and bluff their way through this big event that may or may not happen. Now, I think it's more likely than not that we're going to see something that's more ugly than we've ever seen in our lifetimes. So you have to have it in your mind that you'll do whatever it takes to keep you and your family safe. Because if that's not your mindset, there's no reason bugging out. Because where are you bugging out to? You know, it's really hard to find a place to start when I'm talking about bugging out. First of all, why would you bug out in the first place? Just because it's trendy? Because people talk about bugging out? Where are you going to go? If you don't know the area, if you're not going to something that you know intimately, like the back of your hand, and if you're not going to that place without any skill, if you're just showing up as another mouth to feed, another refugee, you're not going to be welcome no matter where you bug out to. Only people who are prepared and show up with the skill set and show up with the right supplies and the right things are going to be able to bug out successfully into another area because people get very territorial. So let's say you go from point A to point B. You're not known in point B. You just read that it's a safe place to go. So you go there. You find out it's not so safe because it's a safe place for the people that already live there, but not people that try to encroach. And so you just can't pick a location on the map and say, oh, I think I'll go here. You're going to fail if you do that. The proper planning has to go into where your bug out location is. And when I say location, I think you should have several places that you could potentially go if you have to bug out. Because what happens if you can't get to the place that you're planning on going to? There again, you're stuck on the road. That's the worst place to be. The most vulnerable place you can be is in your car, stuck in traffic, in the middle of nowhere, with no hope of getting where you're going. So know that if you have to bug out, you have to know where you're bugging out, why you're bugging out, what skills you bring to your bug out place to where you'll be welcomed there. And also, you're going to have to know every safe spot in that whole bug out location. You're going to have to know where every shadow is. You're going to have to know where every drop of water is. 
a natural source of water such as a river or spring? Because if things truly get bad enough that you have to bug out, they're probably going to get bad enough you're going to have to fight for your very survival. And if you're not willing to fight for your survival, and if you're not willing to live basically like an animal, then you're in trouble. And so I suggest everyone that has a quote-unquote bug-out place re-examine why you're going there and ask yourself, am I going there as just a refugee or am I going there with someone that has a plan and a reason for being there? And the more ducks you can get in a row, the better. But everything you do has to be totally flexible because if you're not flexible, you're going to fail because I don't care how well you plan this thing. There's going to be lots of somethings get in the way of your plan working as you want it to. That's why I always advocate having more than one plan and also make the plans compatible with each other and so you can mix and match and correct your plan if something comes up and throws a roadblock in front of you. And so if you think you can bug out with three days worth of food and just hit the road, you're already in trouble. Now, I think that if you're going to bug out, you have to be very well supplied, but not overly burdened with things. Because if you're trying to take, if you're trying to take a truckload of goods with you to your bug out location, you're already in trouble. If you have a bug out location and you have a reason for being there and it's secure, those things should already be in your bug out location. You shouldn't be hauling them from where you're at now to your bug out location. There again, you're inviting thieves, you're inviting all sorts of catastrophe. And so if you have a true bug out location, and you'll truly be better off fleeing to this place, make sure that this place is 100% ready to go now. Not tomorrow, but now. Because I think we've only got a limited amount of time before things are really going to blow up. I don't know. I can't judge society. Now, the society of 25 years ago would have already blown up. They wouldn't have stood for this at all. But we have an awful lot of people who've been brainwashed, and they've gone along with all the COVID nonsense, and they've gone on with, and they've gone on with all the government mandates and all the tyranny. And I can tell you this, the World War II generation, they would not have stood for this tyranny. Not one bit. And those of you who plan on bugging out, if you think you're going to get help from law enforcement or fire department or whatever, think again. If you decide to bug out, you are 100% on your own. So for many people, your bug out location needs to be a safe place in your own home. Because if you just go from point A to point B just to go, you're going to fail. And I don't want anyone who listens to this program to think they can just solve all their problems by going from point A to point B. Because if we really do have an event that's worldwide and very earth-shattering, the place you're going to bug out to is going to be shattered as well as the place where you're at already. Again, if it's a big city, you should have been out last year. And if you have a good job in a big city and you have to feed your family, that's a very hard choice. I know what I would do. I know that I would look for greener pastures somewhere else, and I would get out of Dodge real quick. 
especially if it's a Democrat-run big city, you're going to have to get out of those places. Because they're funding the police now. They're all big on defund the police, but now they want to fund the police. But the type of people that they're recruiting into their police departments are not the type of people that really care for the Constitution, that really care for individual rights. And so if you're in a Democrat state, in a Democrat city, you have double trouble right there. And so if you do bug out, you need to bug out to a location that, where the government's not quite as corrupt as the big cities. But I think government's corrupt everywhere. I see it on every level of local government. I don't care the size of town. But some of the corruption is actually deadly, like the corruption in Chicago. So I really do believe that if you're in a city, you really do need to leave. But if you're in a relatively quiet area, and you're not going to see any food riots, and you're not going to see some of the big social unrest that may come, you're better off to stay put and defend your property where you're at. Broadcasting from the United States of America, you are listening to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. Now, me, I've decided my bug out location is where I'm at right now. And so I have four options of what area of my property that I want to defend or can defend, depending on what kind of catastrophe. If there's a nuclear war with Russia, which the satanic people that are in charge of things are truly wanting that to happen, in my opinion, well, I have a place I can go if there's lots of fallout. And if it's local unrest and there's people rioting and there's food riots and, and they're going from house to house looting, well, then I have a different place to go. And so I'm trying to cover all bases here. But do know that the SHTF moment, and if you don't know what that means, you got to look it up. But I do think this SHTF moment is imminent. Because I really feel that the powers that be, the illegitimate Joe and all the other people, and it's not just the United States, it's worldwide. They really want anarchy everywhere. They're telling our little girls they're really boys, and they're telling our little boys they're really girls, and they're messing with people at the fundamental of who they are. And what's really sad is there's a lot of brainwashed people that are actually believing that. And so this is how I truly feel. I feel that society is being broken for a reason, and I think that reason is to make the SHTF moment be as absolutely effective and evil as they possibly can make it. And if the listeners out there haven't figured it out, I think we've been in World War III for quite some time. Only this World War III is against we the people. And when I say we the people, I'm meaning the people of the world. The honest, hard-working people of the world. The people that just want to be left alone. I do believe that the 
evil, satanic, New World Order people. They want us all dead and gone, and replaced with a bunch of Third World people, and replaced with a bunch of robotic-type, metrosexual, girly men. Women that think they're men, and they try to dress like men, and so they think they act like a man. And I've got to say this right now, and I know I'm going to offend someone here, but if a woman is so broken that she's not a good woman, and so she decides that she's going to become a man, it's my opinion that if someone born a female can't even make a good woman, there's no way they're going to make a good man. And so there's a lot of deception happening, and it's all satanic. And right now it's really trendy. If you support things that are gay, if you support transgender, if you support things that traditionally have been frowned upon by society for thousands of years, if you support that, then you're, some, you're somehow enlightened. But if you don't support that, there's something wrong with you. That's how they're trying to break down our whole society. Everything good is bad. Everything bad is good. And the brainwashing just goes on and on and on. I watched a video of a robot that was checking people to see if they had masks on in Dallas. My first thought was, what's wrong with Texas? Good grief. Of course, Dallas is a big city, big blue city. But what happened to the Texas spirit? There's no way that something like that could have happened in Texas if Texas was still full of Texans instead of transplants that have moved in. But this robot spoke in a male voice, but it was very feminine. So I would call it very much a girly man voice. And again, I shook my head. Because the people who are relying on these robots to be our policemen and to scold us if we're not doing something that they tell us to do, they want to do everything they can to take the alpha male and make the alpha and make the alpha male extinct. And right now, the world needs alpha males. Very much so. We don't need any more limp-wristed, girly men that all they do is sit back and wring their hands and say, Oh my, what am I going to do? Folks, that's what's getting us in trouble in the first place. We're having lots of evil happen in the world, and it's happening right under our noses and on our watch. So we in society are partly to blame for the corruption that's headed our way. We should have nipped it in the bud. Our parents and grandparents should have definitely nipped it in the bud. And by the time we came along, it had already taken root. And right now, it's a tree that's flowering everywhere. And it's about to bear fruit. And it's going to be a very evil, bitter fruit. And that's when I think the SHTF moment is going to happen. I really do hope that I'm wrong. I hope people get all prepared for an event that never happens. But I really do think that's not reality, because I think the powers that be definitely want something to happen. And so they're not going to stop until something does happen. And what that something may be, I have no idea. But if something really does break loose, I think it's going to generate its own energy to make the situation worsen. I'm really big on all the Bill of Rights, and the Second Amendment is no exception. So I think everyone should have the means and the wherewithal to protect themselves with a firearm. I think that's the ultimate deterrent 
and the ultimate form of insurance that you can have that you might get out of a bad situation. But with that said, the people that think they're going to get through this just because of their weapons, I think they have a rude awakening coming. Because if things get really bad and we end up being assaulted by our quote-unquote authorities or government, whatever you want to call them, if it ends up that we the people have to fight for our rights and our freedoms and our constitution against the tyrants that are trying to legislate and executive order away all of our rights that were given to us by God, we have to know that they would be counting on us to use firearms. Number one, so they could blame us for starting something. But number two, I don't think that they're going to respond in kind. I think that there's weapons out there right now that make your gun obsolete. Be like taking a knife to a gunfight. You'd be taking a gun to a energy weapon fight or whatever they plan on using. But I've seen enough videos coming in from Australia and New Zealand of the quote-unquote police using some sort of a microwave, and they're actually microwaving the people. But I've never been able to verify this. But I've heard for several years that the military has a weapon that they could point it at you, and it makes your blood boil from inside, and so it instantly kills you. Doesn't leave a mark on you, just boils your blood. Now, is that true? I don't know. But I've heard it from several sources. The reason I'm bringing this up is because I think those that are going to rely on their firepower to save them, they need to work on their mental power. Because there's only two ways we're going to get through this mess. Number one is get right with God and be in prayer. That's the most important thing you can do. And the second most important thing you can do, keep your mind clear and receptive to new ideas and new information, and stay very perceptive, keep your eyes open, keep your ears open, be teachable, and try to develop your mental capacity and your mental reflexes as much as possible. Because I think moment by moment, inside of a crisis, I think that what's between your ears is going to have a lot to say whether you survive or not. And on the other side of the break... I'll come back and pick up where I left off. If you enjoy the Living Off-Grid Powered Information Show, I would ask that you consider donating to the show to help cover expenses because we don't get paid here. This is all done by donations. And we do not take anything online as far as PayPal or any of that because of all the censorship. Not that they have shut us off, it's just I'm not going to give them the opportunity. So we're going to do it the old-fashioned way, by mail, check, money order, or if you want to put cash in a secure envelope, we would appreciate any donation, any size. Just send all your correspondence to Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska, 69143. That's Thunderbolt West Media. P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska, 69143, and your support is greatly appreciated. This next song was recorded in 1902 by the Edison Military Band. 
America, played by the Edison Military Band. Replace fear with faith. Replace pessimism with hope. Replace despair with determination. And don't be afraid to rely on God and step out on the sea. second half of the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. I'm your host, Jim Calhoun, and we've been talking about bugging out, whether we should bug out or not, and the reasons for bugging out, and having different plans. But before I get back to the topic, I want to thank all the people for the emails. I mentioned a letter during the first part of the show. And I've had some very nice emails, very encouraging. And I'm getting some good reviews back on my book. And I've been sending the book out as a PDF file for free. It's pretty rubber meets the road intense information on how to survive an SHTF moment. And although I've covered a lot of bases, I know I didn't cover enough. Because if things really break loose like they can, and have total anarchy and total chaos, you're going to be living from moment to moment. And so you have to be prepared for that too. But I'd love to send you a copy of my book as a PDF, and I'd send it to you by email. And the book is called How to Survive Hard Times. And I have several people who have ordered hard copies, and I mentioned last week's show that I would be mailing them out this week. Well, I went to the printer, and the printer had something come up to where they had some emergency print job come up, and I got put to the back burner. So I'm not quite sure when my book's going to be done. Hopefully next week, 
But I assure you, as soon as I get the book, I'll put them in the mail and get them out to you. And I want to say a special thank you to those who have contributed to the Living Off Grid Power and Information Show. Because I don't get paid here. And I'm a one-man show. Everything I do is just me. I do all the recording and editing and uploading and and everything else involved. You might call me the chief cook and bottle washer of this organization. And on top of that, I have a small farming operation that takes an awful lot of my time. And I still have my career as a musician. And I've got four or five shows on schedule right now that are really coming up that I have to prepare for. And with those events, I do all my own sound and my own setup and tear down. I'm I'm a roadie too. So I'm the star and I'm the roadie. I'm the driver. I'm the freight lumper. And so I'm not afraid to get my hands dirty and I'm not afraid to roll my sleeves up and get to work. And so that's what I'm going to do right now for the next half of the show is roll my sleeves up. We're going to talk about bug out bags. Okay, you've decided that you're going to bug out because A, it's a good thing for you because you figured out where you're going and why you're going there and you have a reason and the place where you're bugging out to, the people who are already live there are going to be okay with that. So you've dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's. So what do you put in your bug out bag? Well, it depends on what type of a bug out situation you're going to. But personally, I would have my bug out bag as small and light as possible. Why? Because if I was truly going to bug out, my bug out location would already be well stocked. Because when I use the term bug out, I could easily use the word retreat or flee or run. And if you travel really light, you'll travel a lot faster. And you won't get noticed near as much as the people who are traveling really heavy. So if you're in a little car and you just have a little bag and that's all you have, people aren't going to really look at you. But the car beside you, if they have baggage that's strapped to the top of their car, believe me, they're going to get noticed by the wrong people. And so I would have my bug out location properly stocked and ready to go. So before I talk about bug out bags, let's go to the location itself. If you don't have at least 60 days of food, I think you're in trouble. Now, initially I thought 30 days might do it. But it looks to me like situations are already out of control. And on the last episode of Truth to Ponder, I talked about a teeter-totter and how that center point is your fulcrum. And once you pass the center point, then you definitely have overweighted one side of the fulcrum. And that overweighted side is going to come crashing down. I think world events coupled with our inept, senile leadership like illegitimate Joe and his handlers and all these other world leaders who are totally corrupt, I think they've already assured that everything's going to come crashing down. It's just a matter of how hard and when. 
And I do believe when it does crash, I think it's going to crash so hard that you're going to have to at least have 60 days worth of food. And in that 60 days, in, in, and in that 60 days in your bug out location, you better spend all 60 figuring out what you're going to do after your 60 days of food runs out. That's why I'm so big on telling people learn how to forage, because it might come down to that. You might say, well, it'll never come down to that. Well, it did in the 1930s in the United States. I can't tell you how many old men told me as I was growing up that their only meal was whatever rabbit they could snare or whatever dandelion they could go dig up. So yes, it has happened in the United States and within the last hundred years. And don't think just because we have all this technology that we're going to be spared. As a matter of fact, all this fancy technology is going to do nothing but hurt the people who are totally addicted to it that don't know how to function without it. Now, I like technology and use technology almost as much as the next guy. But if you took it all away from me and you gave me a match and a candle and you said, okay, here's your light. And if you gave me a campfire and I had to go out and get my own food, I'd be just fine. You could take every bit of technology away from me. And of course, I'd notice the difference. But I wouldn't let it affect the final outcome that I would survive. And I think I'm good enough at roughing it that I think I'd thrive as well as survive. But what about the people who are totally addicted to their social media and their cell phone and their computer and all the automation? The people that have to ask that little box across the room what the temperature is or what time it is. People who have forgotten how to open a book and look up look something up in a dictionary. Those people are in bad trouble. But again, I hit a rabbit trail. Your bug out location should have as much food as possible, as much water as possible. And in this time of threat of nuclear war, I think that this bug-out location should also be able to be used as a fallout shelter. And if your bug-out location happens to be a remote area, like say up in the mountains, and it's a cabin, you're going to have to reinforce a room or something and make it to where you can survive some fallout. Now the rule of thumb is just several days after an explosion you can come out. But if things really get out of hand, there's going to be so much fallout in the air, you'll probably have to be in shelter for at least 30 days, maybe even longer. And so you have to have provisions for that. And when I say not going out for 30 days, I truly mean not going out for 30 days. So all of your hygiene, all of your food, all of your water, all the things that will help you keep your sanity if you have to be locked away in some little room, you need to have that all taken care of right now. And of course, I mentioned personal protection. I think that's vital, as well as extra clothes and rain gear, some way to generate power, whether it be solar or a gasoline generator. And if it's a gas or diesel generator, you're going to have to have your own fuel. 
So you're going to have to have a fuel supply. And also, if you use propane, I'd have extra propane. And whatever time limit that you thought that you could hunker down, you need to do your best to try to double that. Unless you're set for a year. If you have everything taken care of for a year, I'm sure you're going to be just fine. Because you still might run out of food and supplies. But in that year, you will have made adjustments and you will have found new allies and new places to get your supplies and get your needs met. And there again, it's a headspace. Every moment that you are at your bug out location, you need to spend each moment trying to study and do your best to make your situation better moment by moment. Because those who think they're going to shelter in place and just sit there and wait it out, they're gambling because they might not be able to wait this out. Because what if we're heading into a new age, like the Bronze Age or the Stone Age? An age is an amount of time that lasts a very long time, several generations, sometimes thousands of years. And mankind has been in lots of ages throughout history. And we may be entering a new insanity age, an age that it's going to be really bad to live in. And if that's the case, you're going to have to do your best to try to adapt. I know one of the sayings the Marines have is adapt and overcome. And I think everyone needs to take that to heart. You're going to have to adapt and overcome. So whatever your interest is, whatever you need for money, or supplies to fit your situation and have it in surplus if you can. That's what needs to be at your bug out location. And there's so many different situations and scenarios that I can't give you a list. You're just going to have to use your own head, use your own judgment. But understand you're preparing for the worst case scenario. And so you're going to have to go some pretty ugly places in your mind. And you're going to have to ask yourself, what if? And then plug in a situation that's absolutely horrid. And then work a plan on how you're going to survive that. And then make a list of supplies you're going to need to survive that event. I'm ready for several different kinds of SHTF. Because I don't know what's going to happen. I think something is going to happen. But I really don't know what. Now your bug out bag. Your bug out bag should include ammunition for your personal protection as much as you think you may need. Your bug out bag, depending on how far your bug out location is and how easy it's going to be to get there, your bug out bag should have at least three or four days worth of food. Now I'm not talking gourmet food and I'm not talking about cornucopia of plenty because the lighter you travel the better but make sure you can sustain yourself both food and water for at least three days i'd have a pocket knife and a hunting knife i'd have a portable radio with extra batteries i'd have two flashlights with extra batteries i'd have at least two coats and extra clothes and extra shoes. I'd have extra fuel for my vehicle, and I'd make sure I had a quarter or two of oil. 
just in case you need to use it. I'd make sure my car had two spare tires instead of one. I'd make sure to carry a full toolkit in my trunk of my car or in the back of my pickup. I'd have at least three forms of ID, just in case. But that said, I'd put it in a very secure location to where people just can't find your ID if they go rummaging through your car. So I'd find a very concealed place in your car that no one would think of looking. That's where I'd put my identification and my money. And of course, you're going to need to have as much cash as you possibly can. But if you carry cash, don't carry it in your pocket. Don't carry it in your coat. Stash it away. Put it somewhere that's very safe. And even if you have a smartphone, I'd have a cheap little flip phone too that's activated. Something that's a pay-as-you-go type of a phone. I guess they're called a burn phone. I'd have that as well as a smartphone. Now, why would I do that? Depending on who you're bugging out from in the situation, there's no way that I would have a smartphone that had a battery in it that was operating because I wouldn't know who was tracking me and why. And I think if you're going to plan on bugging out, you have to bug out as invisible as you can. You don't want to attract any attention. You don't want to tell anybody you're bugging out. Nobody. You're going to want to keep your own counsel, and you're going to want to not waste any time of getting where you're going. Don't stop on the way between point A and point B. Because the old saying goes, he who hesitates is lost. And I really do believe that would be the case. Now, once you're at your bug out location, you need to secure that location and then lay low. And I hate that this is going to happen, but there's so many people who are brainwashed and so many people who are not prepared that the first 90 days of a very bad catastrophe, the death rate is going to be astronomical. And so 90 days after an SHTF moment, the population will have, dw will have dwindled drastically. And while that's very sad and horrible, that also increases your chances of survival, because you won't have near as many people competing for resources. And also, the people who are not prepared, they're the ones that are going to be looting and rioting in the streets. And once all the stores are looted and there's fires started everywhere, then these people are going to turn on each other, and they're just going to rip each other apart. And you want to be as far away from that as you possibly can. Now, do I think these things are going to happen? Well, personally, I think that some of what I've talked about, we're going to witness. I really do hope I'm wrong. But I also know this, that the only true power we have is the power of Almighty God. And ultimately, everything is in God's hands. And so if you're not right with God, I suggest that you get right with God. And I think you need to pray over situations. And you need to be open and listen for God to tell you what he wants you to do. Let God guide you through this. Because even the best veteran survivalist is not going to be able to know everything about every situation. Because everything's going to be fluid. It's going to be changing moment to moment. And so you have to get really in tune with the Holy Spirit and what God's telling you. 
And I know that those who know what I'm talking about, that experience that, they do understand that there's many situations that God has steered them out of before they got into very bad trouble. And they knew it at the time that God had his hand in that situation. You need to become one of those people if you can. And the way you become one of those people is to get real receptive and really still and be able to listen for God's voice and look for signs because God does take care of his people. One thing I didn't touch on on the bug out location is your power. If your bug out location has no power, make sure that you set it up that where you don't even need power. What I mean by that is make sure you use a wood-burning stove. Make sure you have plenty of wood and charcoal. And if you cook with propane, make sure your propane bottle's full. If you don't have a well, make sure you have a cistern or you have a or you have a massive amount of water in storage. But also store it where fallout won't contaminate it. That's very important. So it's better to have a cistern underground. That'll keep your water much safer than a tank above ground. And maybe you have to build an old-fashioned outhouse. And last episode I talked about antique tools that were Antique tools like hand crank drills and things like that that are powered by muscle power instead of electricity. You need to have a set of tools at your bug out location if you have no electricity at your bug out location. You need to be able to function as normal as possible without power. If you're planning on powering this location, make sure that no one else knows you're powering it. Because if you have solar panels out there and everyone sees them and everyone else is out of power, guess whose house they're going to visit at night and guess what they're going to take. And so you're going to be very wise to stay as concealed as you can. And don't tell anybody what you're doing. Because the old saying, loose lips sink ships. If you go down to the coffee shop and say, yeah, I just bought a whole bunch of solar gear, the wrong ears will probably hear that. I think solar is a good choice if you can keep your panels to where they're not so obvious, to where they don't stick out. And sometimes that's really hard to do. And gasoline and diesel generators sometimes are really noisy. There again, you're giving away your location and you're letting the world know you have power. So if your bug out location is near a flowing stream, the best thing you could do is use hydro. It's not near as conspicuous. It's not near as apt to be stolen because if someone doesn't live near a flowing stream, they won't have any use for it. But being lucky enough to have a flowing stream that's running fast enough to generate power is pretty rare. But if you have that kind of situation, I would take advantage of it. But of all the options other than hydro, I would go solar. But I'd be very careful with my equipment. I think in these moments that we're living through right now, that we need to be willing to think outside the box. Because I don't think there is a one-size-fits-all solution. I don't think there's one plan that's going to work for everybody. I think everyone out there that's listening to my voice needs to be good at making your own plans for your own situation. And hopefully, I have sparked something inside of you today. 
and hopefully I've inspired you to at least engage your brain and try to figure things out for yourself, because ultimately, that's who you're going to have to rely on. But actually, who better than yourself to be relied on? You can think of all of the different people that you've had in your life that you've counted on to be there in situations where you really, truly needed them. And you look up and they're gone. That happens to me quite a bit, and I'm sure it's happened to you. And so if you make your plans and you try to incorporate other people and try to guess their actions or take them at face value if they tell you that they're going to be there for you, and then you count on that, and you make that a cornerstone of one of your plans, then I think your plan is all washed up. Because people are always telling other people they're going to do things they have no intention of doing. And I think that it's really time for honesty right now. But first you have to be honest with yourself. So as you're making these plans, really be honest with yourself. As Shakespeare once said, to thine own self be true. And I really do believe that that has to be the case in these situations. I think that the likelihood that you're going to need to put your plan into action gets a little bit more realistic every day. Because every day the world condition seems to be slipping just a little bit. But I think it's slipping by design. That's why I'm bringing you these episodes where I'm talking about survival. I truly do feel that there is a group of people that are satanic, that are narcissistic, they want to rule the world, they want to use you and me as pawns, and they want to change the world into their image. And I don't think they'll stop until they are stopped. And that's another topic in itself. But these people want to change the world. And by changing the world, that means taking away your rights and my rights, and possibly even endangering our lives. Matter of fact, I think it's more likely than not that these people do want to endanger our lives. But we do have all of the aces in the deck. These people think they're the smartest people that have ever been born. Well, we know better. They're not near as smart or clever as they think they are. That's their first mistake. Their second mistake is underestimating our intelligence. And their third mistake is underestimating the desire of humans to be free. Human beings have a very strong will to survive. And all the brainwashing in the world is not going to take all of that out of us. Now, I know I've met people recently that act so brainwashed that I think that if they were told to go drown themselves, they would without question. But I think more and more people are waking up. So I hope that I've helped wake you up today if you weren't wide awake. But I have a feeling most everyone who listens to this show is wide awake. But please make your plans. Do the best you can. Try very hard to be realistic with not only yourself, but the whole situation. And don't look at things in fear and in dread. Just look at things to be as they are and deal with what is. 
Try to keep all of your emotions out of this, because emotions cause people to do rash things. Just be sensible. Use your God-given ability that God has given you and put all of your resources to work on assuring the safety for you and your family. Well, this hour always goes so fast, and I really do appreciate all my listeners. And I'd love to hear from you. My email address is jim at offgridliving.faith. Jim at offgridliving.faith. Shoot me an email and tell me how you listen to this program, whether it's radio or podcast. And if you listen on podcast, please tell me what service you use. And if you listen to the radio, please tell me which station. I'd love to hear from you. And once again, another week has gone by. I have not been able to work on my website. So I'm going to give you my old website address. And that's livingoffgridshow.wixsite.com forward slash L-O-G show. livingoffgridshow.wixsite.com forward slash L-O-G show. And I really appreciate all the people who are partnering with me and the ones that send in a contribution. You have no idea how much that helps. And if you'd like to help this show grow and would like to help me cover the airtime expenses, I would really appreciate it. I take checks, money orders, and cash. And you would write the check out to Thunderbolt West Media. Thunderbolt West Media. And you'd mail to Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska. P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska. 69143. Again, the zip, 69143. And contributions of any size are much appreciated. Well, again, thanks for tuning in this week. I really appreciate it. And until next time, everyone, please study your bug out plan. Know that if your plan is just hitting the road, it's not a good one. Really think this through, because I want you to be safe. And also, I want you to stay well. But most of all, replace fear with faith. This is Jim Calhoun with the Living Off Grid Power and Information Show. Thank you for listening to Thunderbolt West Media.